Hi, welcome to the first episode of The Butcher's Cut. I am your host, The Butcher, and this will be a podcast all about football, whether it's fantasy football, pro football, college football. Uh, I am a huge Michigan State Spartans fan and a Detroit Lions fan, so a lot of the football talk will be about those two teams specifically, but I will touch on other teams in the league and other news in the league. Uh, and in college sports, but let's get down to it for the first episode. Uh, so we have just kicked off week one in the NFL. A lot of good games out there, but this week I'm going to talk about the Lions' first game. The reason I'm going to talk about the Lions' first game is because we've had a di- very different offseason than the last 10, 10 offseasons. Uh, we started off with a new new coaching staff to begin with. I mean, they... They gutted it, and they went out there and kind of swung for the fences and tried just tried something new. And while a lot of us fans are a little nervous about it, I have high hopes for this team. Uh, not only that, but there was a major trade in the offseason, if you didn't hear. We lost Stafford to the Rams. I uh, got Jared Goff and a few draft picks in return. And I have faith in Jared Goff. He's a... While he is a younger quarterback and has only been in the league for a couple of years, he, he's already proven that he can do pretty well uh, on the field and under pressure situations. I mean, he he got the Rams to the playoffs. But uh, anyways, yeah, so we we lost uh, Stafford. We lost our main our starting quarterback, a guy who's been through a, with us through thick and thin. He's He's been our anchor. For the last for the last ten years, honestly, I mean he's he's been the leader of our team. He's been the leader of the Detroit Lions. He's been someone we can count on. Yes, he's had his injuries. Yes, he's had a couple horrible seasons. Um, but I mean, look what we went through to get Stafford. I mean, zero sixteen. I think everybody remembers and hates that season. But the main point about it is. If you were able to stick through the stick with the Lions through the 0-16 season and still root for them, that's what proves you to be a true fan right there. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a little rough and it was a little shocking to to lose Stafford. I know there was a lot of people out there that were very upset that he was gone. A lot of people just were they said good riddance and they just didn't want to. They didn't care. They were. They just they wanted to get rid of him. They thought, well, he hasn't won, he hasn't gotten us to a Super Bowl, he hasn't won us a playoff game, so he's not worth keeping. And I, I do get that. I understand that. Uh, I am a diehard Lions fan, and I, I love the team. I will always support the team. I mean, they're they're my team. It's my home state team. How can you not support your home state team? I mean, even people in Cleveland with the Browns, and it's not a diss at Cleveland. I am not a fan of Ohio State when it comes to college football, but I'm not trying to diss Cleveland, but Cleveland has been through some really crappy football years too, just like the Lions have. And there's fans that have stuck through them with them through thick and thin. So there's no reason why uh, their other fans can't stick with their home state team. I mean, you can have other favorites, other favorite teams. There's, I know there's states out there that don't even have pro football teams, so you just got to find one that you like. 
but I even if for some reason the Ford family sells the team, if that ever happens and the Lions move to another state, I will still support them. They have been my team for the last 25 years, and I it's ride or die when it comes to the Lions. Anyways, let's get back to what I was talking about. So we lost Stafford. While it hurts, and he was a good quarterback. I'm not. I don't wish him any ill will. I mean, he's he's went to a, a team where he could afford to do. He could. He has a chance to do something good. He has a chance to make it to the playoffs. He has a chance to get to the Super Bowl. Maybe even this year. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many more years Stafford has left in him. He's been beaten up pretty bad in Detroit, and I'm hoping. Uh, the Rams protect him a little bit better, but I'd love to see him win a Super Bowl. He, with all the crap that he has been, he's put up with in Detroit, the different coaching staffs, the different coaching schemes, getting the hell beat out of him by other opposing teams in those some of those horrible years where we won two or three games. He's put in his due. He he needs to get for. At least, he needs to at least get a playoff win. I mean, this guy deserves at least a playoff win at the very least. I would love to see him win a Super Bowl, though. I mean, he just – not not even just on the field. He just seems like a genuinely good guy. I mean, if you've ever seen him off the field and all the stuff that he's gone through with his wife and his family, and he's had a lot of stuff going on. And, I mean, this guy has still showed up to play, and he just – he deserves – to, to get a ring. And being a fan of him for the last 10 years, there's I don't know too many people who wouldn't want him to succeed. I know there are a few people out there, I'm sure, that are irritated we had him as long and he couldn't get us a ring or couldn't get us a playoff win. But if you're a true Lions fan, I, th- I, I believe that you would want him to get a ring. So, but moving on from Stafford, we also lost Marvin Jones. We also lost Kenny Galladay. Now, this sucks because Jared Goff coming in, he's a great young quarterback. Does he probably still need a little bit of work? Maybe. Is he a gunslinger like Stafford? Is he a guy that thinks on his feet? Everything that I've seen, yeah, I think this guy is going to fit in real well depending on what scheme they use in Detroit with these new this new coaching staff. Problem is, those are two, two of our biggest offensive weapons. We lost Golden Tate a couple years ago. I was upset about that. He was a fantastic wide receiver. Uh, I mean, he has, the yak yardage that he would get is insane. We have Swift. We picked up a couple running backs in the offseason, which that helps. I love – I've always been a a pound-it-down-your-throat, bruiser, you know, fan of the running game. I love seeing us just run the ball and just play smash-mouth football and just smash into the defenders because it opens up the pass. I mean, if, if you don't understand that, you need to go back and watch some of these football games where these people just pound the run and then you do play action pass. And then you're, I mean, 
they're they've got everybody up on the line. They're ready for that run, and you just hit them with that play action pass. And I mean, look at all the times Calvin Johnson was open deep. Why do you think that is? We didn't have a great running game, but that didn't matter because even we tried to run. And what happens when you try to run? You bring the def- the defenders come up. It leaves one person on Calvin Johnson, and there you go. He's wide open. But the same thing happened with Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay when we started getting the running game working over the last couple of years when we've got our running game going. I mean, look at last year when we had Adrian Peterson. Yeah, he was – he's an old guy. He's an old buck, but he's still a workhorse. He still had some great games where he just pounded the football in there. Now we've got the new guy, DeAndre Swift. I mean, he's a young guy. He's had a few injury problems, but he is a good running back. He has the potential to be a Barry Sanders-esque running back. We also picked up Jamal Williams from Green Bay. Um, today, he showed what he can do, and I've I will get into the today's game a little bit a little bit later. But I liked what I saw from Jamal Williams uh, when it comes to our other offensive weapons. One of my favorites right now is TJ Hawkinson. This guy is going to be a star. I give it, if this team is going the direction that it should with this new coaching staff, with Jared Goff, with the changes they're trying to make on the roster, I guarantee you in five years, you're going to look at TJ Hawkinson and someone's going to ask you about Rob Gronkowski, and they'll be like, who's that? Who's Rob Gronkowski? My favorite tight end is TJ Hawkinson. This guy's amazing. This guy is going to be a beast. And I know he's been in the league a couple of years already, but you know what? This guy is going to be amazing. Um, we made some defensive changes in the offseason. I love, I love the fact that we drafted the other Aquara brother. Romeo Quara is an awesome, awesome defender, and I love that we picked up his brother. I mean, that's just like a tag team brother combo on the defense right there, ready to be in your face, and they're brothers, so you know they're going to compete. They're going to they're gonna push each other to be better than the other one. And so I have a feeling that once – our defense has their chemistry down once they figure out how they work best together. And the same with the offense. Once the offense figures out how they work best together, I have a feeling that they are just going to it's it's going to be awesome smash mouth football. And even right now, I know we are all nervous and unsure as to what's going to happen with this new team. We have no idea how Dan Campbell is going to be as a head coach. We have no idea how any of these coordinators are going to act or how they're going to like ebb and flow with each other. We don't know how they're going to sync and don't know how the game plans are going to work, but I have faith being a lions fan, all the crap that we have put up with over the years, the one word that comes to mind when people ask why I'm a Lions fan, it's faith. I have faith in this team. I have faith that 
we are the underdogs. Everybody loves a good underdog story. So, I mean, that's that makes you feel good. When you have this team that has been through so much crap and has had horrible seasons, had was the first team to go 0-16. I mean, we that that felt horrible. There's so many people that just put there was a common joke that it was you put a bag on your head because we were the first 0-16 team. But what did that get us? I got a Stafford. And we just we keep hoping. We keep moving on. Lions fans are one of the strongest fan groups I've ever seen because we don't we don't jump ship. We don't jump on the bandwagons with all these other teams. We don't we don't sit there and brag about our team. We have hope. We have faith. We are optimistic. Yes, we are realistic. We are willing to sit there and tell you, okay, yes, I understand my team sucks right now. I understand we had a bad day. I understand our quarterback threw three interceptions and our defense looked like crap. It looked like Swiss cheese. But we still come back every week. We still come back the next week because we have faith that this team is going to pull it together. We have our, while our team has some of the worst luck in the NFL when it comes to the stupidest penalties, maybe that's just my opinion, but you can ask any other Lions fan. I guarantee you at least 75% of them are going to agree that our luck when it comes to penalties is ridiculous. And they, some of the worst ones ever, and I'm going to go ahead and mention a blatant non-face mask call, which led to a Hail Mary pass by Aaron Rodgers, which never should have happened. But I'm not bitter about it because, you know what, that's just the crappy things that happen to our team sometimes. However, I've seen our team especially with Stafford, and I'm hoping to see this with Goff. I've seen our team come back from some stupid deficits to come back and win. I've seen some crazy awesome things. And while most of these games, they build you up and, yeah, they they let you down. I will wholeheartedly admit there have been games where I was ready. We had the win. We were good. And then... Bam, last second field goal, last second Hail Mary touchdown pass, last second fumble, we lose. There you go, last second interception. That stuff has happened to us more times than I can count. However, it makes it worth it when you watch these these comebacks when the teams are the team is down by four points. We have less than a minute left to go, and we're down at the the fifth, our own 15 yard line with one timeout left. But Murat, Murat blah, blah. amazingly, we get it done. They march down the field, they score a touchdown, and we win. It doesn't happen very often, but the times it does, it feels great. I mean, you just want to jump for joy and celebrate. And I'm hoping that this new team can find a chemistry, can, can work together, and push us towards some of these wins. All right. Now that I've kind of talked about my passion for the Lions and let you guys know how much I support this team, 
Let's uh, let's delve into today's game. So, coming into this, coming into today's game, I was a little nervous. I wasn't sure. I know that the um, 49ers are a Super Bowl contender. I haven't paid as much attention this offseason to a lot of other teams as I normally would. The last year and a half have been crazy for everyone with COVID and just personal stuff with family and dealing with COVID. So it's this has not been one of my great football years where I uh, follow a lot of stuff. But I was aware coming into today's game that the Niners were a Super Bowl contender. And watching the beginning of the game, when we came out, we looked rocky, to say the least. I mean, we we started off, we had we had a good run by Jamal Williams. Um, I tell you what, I'm going to give credit right now to our rookie tackle, Panay Sewell. He... Granted, he paid, played left tackle in college. I mean, he, that's what he was supposed to do. Uh, but he, he can't, they brought him in. He switched him to right tackle. It's a little different for him. He looked a little rocky in the, the preseason. Well, then when Taylor Decker got injured and is out for three weeks, Sewell has to take over back at left tackle, which is fine. He looks solid there. I mean, he's used to playing left tackle. He looked like that was where he's supposed to be. He did outstanding. I don't think I saw... And I might have missed a player too, but what I saw, I don't think I saw a defender get past him and get to Goff at all. He even, I even saw a couple plays where he prevented the defender from swatting the ball down. So, I mean, for a rookie and his first pro game, the kid looks solid. I have high hopes for him. He's going to look good. Um, speaking of Jared Goff, we he definitely started out rough and – I get it. Part of it is not having a fourth preseason game. He only played, oh, I think it was, I think he only played the first quarter of the first preseason game, and that was the only time we saw Goff. So that's a little different when you're you're still trying to figure out, you know, how each, each teammate fits into your the game plan and how – what kind of connection you have with your receivers and your tight ends and your running backs and knowing your linemen and how good they're going to be able to block for you. So it, we started out rough for sure. I mean, the Niners scored first, then we scored, then the Niners scored again. I mean, we were – it was looked like it was going to be a back and forth, and then our defense just – was getting obliterated. It's like they couldn't figure out. It was like this was brand new. Like this was their first day on the field. Some of them. I mean, they it just looked so rough. And I mean, halftime wasn't that bad, but at one point we were down thirty-eight to ten. I mean, thirty-eight to ten. I understand the Niners are good, but this is home field advantage. There's got to be a little bit of an advantage there. We we have to have some sort of chemistry. We got to make something work. Somebody's got to step up. And then someone did, and they it was Goff. He starts making these connections. He starts making these throws. I mean, he's hitting Hawkinson for the the first touchdown. Um, I think he hit Hawkinson for. I swear Hawkinson had uh, two more. No, he only had one touchdown. 
but we hit uh we hit Swift for that nice that nice screen, 43-yard screen. Got him into the end zone, which looked really good. Um, I loved the move, the shakeoff move he had on the defender. I can't remember which defender it was, but had this wonderful shakeoff move and then was just gone. I mean, he hit that end zone, and, I mean, there's there's no way. There's no way anybody was catching him. So we started uh, – Started to get it going on offense. Yeah, at this by this point though, we're down forty-one to seventeen. It's rough. I mean, we're getting into the fourth quarter, being down by this much. Obviously, based on how we've played through the entire game, I didn't have. I mean, I still had faith, but I mean, it was it was lingering. It was dying out. And then our defense starts making stops. We start moving on the field. Goss connecting with receivers. He's connecting with the tight ends again. I mean, we're connecting with the running back. Jamal Williams is running the ball. Swift is running the ball. I mean, people are moving the ball. So, all right, get it going. We then before you know it, we score again. Then we're down. We go for two points. We get it. So okay, we're down forty-one to twenty-five. All right, that works. So we've got two minutes left to go in the game. Just under two minutes, kick an onside kick. We get the onside kick back. I mean, I think in my 25 years watching the Lions, the amount of onside kicks I've watched is ridiculous. And I think I've only – this is probably only like the third or fourth onside kick I've seen them do that we actually get the ball back. Those people that say the onside kicks never work, they do. They're just rare. You got to have a good team, or you got to have someone completely clueless on the other team, which is what happened here because you had George Kittle go after the ball, completely misread it, and get the ball bounced off his face mask and right into the open arms of a lion. So, I mean, that helps. But then we march right down the field and we score again, and we get a two point conversion. We hit Quintus Cephas for the two point conversion, and it's amazing. We're now. We went from being down 38 to 10. We are now down 41 to 33. We are within eight points. I mean, this is an amazing turnaround considering the fact that in the first three quarters of this game, we looked like we could get beat by a high school team. We just, and I'm not downing the players. I'm not trying to say the players are bad. I'm just saying we are so out of funk because of the last year, because of the offseason where we're getting all these new players. I mean, the half the team that's playing right now are returning players from last year, and it's because we, there is such a huge change in the offseason. There's, there's new game plans to get used to. So they – anyways, they come out. We got a minute left. Onside kick fails this time. All we got to do is stop the Niners. We have three timeouts left. We have a minute and like one second left after we've kicked the ball. All we got to do is stop them three times, stop them twice. Had a chance to stop them on third down, and it, we need to work on our tackling for sure. He just he slipped through. He got the first down, and that's the game. Am I a little disappointed? Yes. Am I angry? Absolutely not. Because the Lions proved what 
Coach Dan Campbell had said in a prior comp press conference about, and it's everybody's talking about how he said this. They make fun of him for saying this, but he talks about how if we get knocked down, we're going to get back up and we're going to bite off a kneecap on our way up. If we get knocked down again, we're going to come up and we're going to bite off the other kneecap. Everybody makes jokes about biting off the kneecap, but the the point of it, the whole message there is no matter how many times we get knocked down, no matter how many times this team has been kicked in the teeth, we are not going to quit. We are not going to give up, and that is the message, and people don't see that because they just go based on his words. They just think it's funny. They want to make fun of him because he's a new head coach, and he's coming out there, and he's telling the truth. He's telling it like it is, and I like Dan Campbell for doing that. I love the fact that this guy is willing to stand up on that podium and make some – say some outrageous things, but you know what? I don't care because they proved it today. Yeah, we didn't win, but they never gave up. Most teams being down 38 to 10, going into I was like the halfway through the third quarter when we scored the touchdown for Swift, and then they kicked a field goal. So we're down 41 to 17 going into the fourth quarter. Most teams would have rolled over. They would have just died. They'd have been like, well, we don't have enough we don't we haven't been doing anything right where they would have gotten discouraged they would have just given up we did not we kept the fight going we were awesome it was just fantastic to see them keep going like that it really gives me hope for this team because i'm going to tell you right now mark my words if this team can get their chemistry down. If they can play as one whole unit on offense and on defense, if the if Goff can connect with his receivers and the receivers can run the right routes, can make catches and not drop passes, if they can find their chemistry and they can communicate with each other and play as a team, they are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Maybe not this year. But I have a feeling in the next three years, you are going to see some amazing, if not Super Bowl contenders, playoff contenders out of the Lions. And they are going to be outstanding. It's going to be fantastic. For this year, I don't know. I can't say with certainty how long it's going to take them to get their chemistry together. It's like Gene Hackman says in the movie The Replacements. I have no idea what kind of team we're going to have here, but it should be a lot of fun to watch. And I hope that we have more games like this. I hope that they win. I would love to see them win after stuff like this. But the way we played in the fourth quarter, if we can do that throughout a whole game, there is not a team in this league. I don't care who you have behind the helm. If we play a whole game like we did the fourth quarter today, there's not a team in this league that can stop us. We will make the playoffs. We will win the playoffs, and we will win the Super Bowl. But we have to come together as a team. The Lions have to work together as a team. And I keep saying we as if I'm on the team. I'm not on the team, obviously. But I have followed this team for so long. I am such a huge fan of this team that I associate my fandom, my faith with this team. I feel like part of the team. And i tell you what, maybe not every Lions fan out there would say the same thing, but I know there are a lot that would.
there are a lot of Lions fans out there that feel the same I do. They have the faith. They they love this team. There is a gentleman. I don't know his name. I've seen him on TV. I've seen him when I've gone to the games. There is a gentleman that buys season tickets every year, and he is decked out. He always has tons of Lions gear on. He's always sitting in one of the end zones. That guy is a true fan. He has been there for the longest time. I've seen him a lot, and he he is a true fan, and there are more out there like them. We may not be able to go to every game. We may not be able to watch them every season from the seats in the stadium. We may not be able to afford season tickets or even ticket to one game. But I tell you what, whether it be on TV, whether it be on the radio, whether we're looking at stats on our phone, we follow this team because we are diehard Lions fans, and this is our team. All right. Thank you for listening to this rant, this podcast, this whatever you want to call it. All right. Well, hopefully future episodes will be a little bit more structured. I'll be able to maybe possibly give you some hints or tips on uh, fantasy football players or players that might be sleepers. Um, I hope to give you a little bit more news about other stuff in the NFL. Maybe we'll talk about the Michigan State Spartans. It all depends on uh, what's happening. I'm going to try and do one of these episodes at least once a week, possibly twice a week. It just depends on what I have going on. But this is my first time doing a podcast, and this was just kind of my first intro episode. And if anybody listens to this, then awesome. If not, then uh, I guess I'm just talking to myself, and hopefully this will amount to something someday. Anyways, this is your Butcher, and this has been the Butcher's Cut. Thanks for listening.